Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. Hi, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in on this beautiful Thursday for a P40 Ministries podcast. Now, I hope you uh, can not hear (laughs) my husband mowing right next to my window for some reason while I'm recording this podcast episode. This is what's going to be happening today during this podcast episode is you're going to hear the mower go uh, back and forth a few times in front of the window. So sorry about that, but it should be fine. So let's go ahead and read Matthew chapter 24 verses 40 through 51 today. I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible, but you should read out of whatever version you prefer as always. And this is going to be a hard chapter to talk about as it always is since we've been doing Matthew chapter 24. I think this is our fourth day on Matthew 24. So we've been doing this chapter for two weeks now. So this has been a while here. Uh, it's, it's a hard chapter to talk about because we don't exactly know what Jesus is saying here. We can't really pinpoint it because when Jesus talks about this, he's talking about the future. So we don't know, but it's still a great chapter to learn and to discuss. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, and we will be reading verses 40 through 51. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Watch therefore, for you don't know in what hour your Lord comes. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what watch of the night the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore also be ready, for in an hour that you don't expect, the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has set over his household, to give them their food in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord finds doing so when he comes. Most certainly I tell you that he will set him over all that he has. But if that evil servant should say in his heart, My Lord is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eat and drink with the drunkards, then the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he doesn't expect it, and in an hour when he doesn't know it, and he will cut him in pieces and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. That is where the weeping and the grinding of the teeth will be. So verses 40 all the way through 51 talk about the end of the end times pretty much the stuff that we read pretty much at the end of revelations it says that verse 40 talks about two men being in the field one will be taken and the other will be left and then the same as two women will be grinding at the mill one will be taken and one will be left so many people believe that that's talking about the rapture meaning that one woman will be left you know doing her daily chores and then all of a sudden the other woman's going to be snatched away and uh, brought up with God, you know, in in the air. And that's what the Christians believe the rapture is, is when Jesus kind of comes again. And we almost think of it as two times that Jesus comes again. 
after the first time he came, which was 2,000 years ago. We think of Jesus coming again to gather up all of his Christians, both dead and alive, that will be caught up basically in the air with Jesus. Many Christians believe this. Many Christians do not believe this. There is a lot of <laughs> pretty much you could argue about it with each other for a really long time. <laughs> there could be so many arguments about the rapture, whether it exists, whether it doesn't exist, uh, in what way it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. We don't know, though. We do not know. We just know what scripture tells us about this passage of scripture with people being taken and some being left and about what Thessalonians says about how um, the dead in Christ will rise first and then we who remain will be caught up to live with the Lord forever and ever is what the verse from Second Thessalonians says. So we can only go off of what scripture tells us. All throughout scripture, whenever we read prophecies of the end times, there's not a lot there, especially when it comes to when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. We know little bits and pieces from pr the prophecies of both what Jesus says here and the prophecies from Daniel, the prophecies from Revelations, and then, you know, a couple other prophets here and there throughout scripture talking about the end times like Isaiah and Paul or whoever else. And we, we can only ba go based off of those things. So when Jesus says, you know, the two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other will be left and then the two men or two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Most people believe that that refers to the rapture, but some do not. And I know two people personally who do not believe that this is talking about the rapture, but is actually talking about something else in Revelation well after the rapture towards the very, very end of everything. And if I'm being honest, I don't know exactly what I believe on this particular subject I just know that this is going to happen someday. However, whatever Jesus says, I believe wholeheartedly is going to happen. I don't know if this is talking specifically about the rapture or not, but if Jesus says that this is going to happen, it's going to happen. And so that is what I believe. So in verse 42, it says here, to watch, make sure that you are watching for Jesus watch for him because he is going to come again. He talks about coming again. And he says, he, he gives these two parables after this. He says that you need to watch because you don't know at what hour your Lord will come again. You do not know and you cannot know. In fact, Jesus even says himself that only the fathers know. Not even Jesus himself knows the exact hour that he's going to come back, but it's only for the Father to know that. And even the angels in heaven don't know. Only the Father does. So if Jesus, who we believe is part of the Trinity, doesn't know what time he's going to return, it's, it's absolutely pointless for us to argue about it when Jesus is going to return again. It's absolutely pointless. We can't possibly guess it. It cannot happen. Jesus himself didn't even know. He said that this was left up to the Father. And so we can't possibly know when Jesus is going to come back again. So it's, it's futile, basically, to argue about it and stuff like that or try to guess a date. You know, so many people we hear about people guessing the date of the end of the world all the time, you know, with the Mayan calendar. I remember that one. <laughs> that was back in 2011. And I remember specifically five o'clock on uh, some day in 2011. I remember five o'clock because I was working 
I was in high school and I was working as a dishwasher at this restaurant and everybody was talking about it at five o'clock and everybody's like, oh, I guess the world didn't end when 501 hit. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So I remember that happening. And then the whole thing in 1999 with the computers and everything, everybody thought the end of the world was going to happen then. And uh, I don't remember what else. There's been so many different times that people have been like, the world's going to end here. The world's going to end here. Jesus is going to come back here, here, here. It's always wrong. It's always wrong because Jesus says verse in verse 44 that we will not know the hour that he comes back. We will not know. We can make as many guesses as we want but we won't be right. We won't know. It says it's going to be at a time when we least expect, all of us, when we all least expect, Jesus will come back and it will be quick. It's going to be fast. Like all of a sudden, a bright sunny day is just going to have a flash of lightning go across the sky as Jesus comes back and we see him uh, descending in the clouds and coming back once again. It's going to be over at that point. It's going to be done. You know, that is what's going to happen. It's going to be a beautiful sunny day. And all of a sudden, Jesus is there. And there's this big, giant lightning storm. And that's what that's how Jesus describes coming back on lightning, on clouds, on everything like that. So it's going to be an intense, intense moment. And so he says here, he gives this parable that there is a faithful and wise servant. And this servant was set over this entire home. And he was set over his home because he was ready. He was ready. He was doing stuff like, okay, say, for example, this servant was preparing the house and making sure that everything was perfect so that when his master comes back home, say his master went out on a long trip, but he doesn't know exactly when the master will be back home. This wise servant is just constantly preparing, constantly cleaning the house, making sure everything's ready for his master's return. And Jesus calls this servant wise, blessed even. And that's how he says we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be cleaning our houses pretty much, getting ready for Jesus to come back, cleaning our hearts, making sure that we're living in the way that Jesus tells us to live, right? And so then he talks about the next kind of servant. And this servant is an evil servant. And this servant says, I have all the time in the world. My master is not going to come home for months. Who knows how long? I have so much time for my master to come. And this evil servant goes out and he eats and drinks with the drunkards. So he goes and gets drunk every single night. He's not taking care of the master's house. He's not doing anything he should be doing. And then he begins to beat his fellow servants, probably in drunkenness or anger or who knows what else. So he's beating all of his fellow servants within that household. And when the master returns, it says that the master of that servant is going to come on a day when that servant doesn't expect it. And that master is going to find his house completely in shambles with all these drunken parties and his other servants getting beaten up and black eyes and who knows what else. And he's going to find all of this. And what's that master going to do to that evil servant? Well, he's going to, Jesus says here in verse 51, he's going to cut him in pieces and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. So he's going to call this servant a hypocrite. Now, when it when it talks about cutting him in pieces, uh, I believe the Greek word for all of that was actually something like um, basically 
just screaming at him. <laughs> Not exactly physically cutting him up in different pieces, but actually screaming at him and yelling at him and berating him and, and just saying like, what have you done? And, you know, showing him all the stuff, showing him what a hypocrite he is. And then he will be left in a place where there is weeping and grinding of teeth. And that is what Christians consider to be hell, the where the weeping and the grinding of teeth will be because, you know, you're weeping, you're mourning, you're sad over everything that has happened and you're grinding your teeth in anguish. And that is what Christians consider to be hell. And so, um, oh, my husband stopped mowing. How about that? <laughs> it's all of a sudden really quiet, except for my uh, computer fan that's going on here. But, um, so yeah, Jesus is talking about just being ready in this very last portion here, being ready for Jesus to return, whether it be through the rapture or whether it just be Jesus's second coming in glory or whatever else. We know, we know that Jesus is coming back in some way. We may not have all the details perfectly, but we do know because Jesus said this clearly, I am going to return and you need to be ready for me. And so since we know that much, and we don't exactly know when Jesus is going to come back or in what way Jesus is going to come back. We, we still, it doesn't matter. We still need to be ready. We need to be preparing ourselves to meet Jesus. And what does that mean? Well, not, not being like this evil servant going out and, and, you know, just doing whatever we want all the time and abusing other people and abusing ourselves and abusing what God has given us, but rather taking the gifts God has given, given us and using them and, you know, loving other people and just doing what Jesus did himself, which was being humble and, you know, loving people and serving people all the time because we're supposed to model Jesus. Jesus was our model. We are supposed to be little Christs, pretty much. That That is what Christian means, is little Christs. So Jesus is our model. He is the person we are supposed to live by, pretty much. And so when we see Jesus doing something, we are supposed to imitate that. That is our goal as a Christian, is to imitate Jesus Christ. And so our goal is to imitate Jesus. And uh, that is what we're supposed to be doing and how we are going to pre prepare ourselves for when Jesus comes back so that we don't find ourselves, you know, in a state of just it's too late. It's too late for us because that is unfortunately what's going to be happening to a lot of people. It's just going to be too late. They had chances after chances after chances, but yet Jesus comes back and that is the end. That is when everything ends. So we need to be ready. We need to be ma making sure that we're spreading the gospel and um, making sure that people are are believing in the truth and, and holding on to the truth and everything like that. So that is why I ask you guys to not only rate the podcast five stars, but to also share it. It's a very great way of sharing the gospel to your friends and family members because you can just hit share and uh, put it right on your social media platforms and people can click on it if they want to or they can ignore it if they want to. It's an excellent way to spread the word about the P40 Ministries podcast, which is also spreading the word of the gospel. So friends and faithful listeners, make sure you rate the podcast five stars. Keep an eye out for the Bible study that I have written. It's not quite up on Amazon yet, but it will be very, very soon. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode this morning. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.